Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll talk to President and CEO of American Cruise Lines, Charles Robertson. Consumer savings expert, Andrea Warrock, will give us nine thrifty travel tips to save some money on your next vacation. Plus, a passenger review of the newly renovated Holland America Mazdam. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us. He's actually down in Orlando, Universal Studios, for some family vacation time. Hey, guys. Hey, man, you did some TV down there this morning, right? Yep, Fox News. Yeah, we were talking about uh, some really terrific uh, summer uh, cruise deals. But more importantly, how's Harry Potter? Awesome. Uh, it was it was well worth the uh, hour and 15-minute wait. And a tip, guys, if you're going to Universal Studios... Pay the twenty bucks for that express pass. It'll save. It saved us at least six hours of waiting time on the rides between the two parks. Well you, worth the money. Did you drink the butter beer at Harry Potter's World? We did, and it was amazing how packed that place was. All right, Universal, we'd like our free passes now. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. NCL says not only no, but hell no to Mobile. Uh, Savannah was kind of experiencing the same thing, thinking they could be this big cruise port. Did Mobile even have a chance for Norwegian Cruise Lines? No. I mean, they were not. Uh, NCL seasonal out of New Orleans, and they were not about to move the ship uh, from New Orleans uh, to Mobile. You know, Mobile, look, it was a good market for Carnival. It, it ran its course. But uh, New Orleans is one of the highest-yielding cruise markets for any of the cruise lines, and there's no way that they were going to do it. Well, Carnival's pulling out of Mobile, what, at the end of this year, right? No, actually, uh, October, they're they're gone, and there is no one uh, that would have taken Carnival's place. It never really did very well, and, you know, look, Carnival takes these exploratory ships. You know, like I said, it ran its course. They had a good run, and, you know, they're they're moving on. Their their ships are going to, you know, be able to, yield higher profits in other ports. And in Savannah, it's, it's funny. You, you read the reports from them, and they think that uh, the cruise lines are chasing them down. And I could tell you for a fact, you know, these guys are in uh, fantasy land because, you know, yes, they met with Royal Caribbean. Uh, Savannah requested the meeting. Royal Caribbean's, you know, one of their uh, contractors organized it. Royal Caribbean, out of respect, met with them. But it was very general in nature but nothing of any, uh, any interest on Royal Caribbean's part. And the problem is, as we've talked on many shows over the past year, that it's just too close to Charleston, it's too close to Jacksonville, and from that market you can't do the Caribbean in seven days. So all they would do is just pull passengers, from, you know, source passengers from the same market and actually weakening all three ports. All right, moving on. Stuart, I read that Mexico is waiving the requirements for cruise ships visiting Mazatlan and Ensenada. Why are they doing this? Well, what they're, what they're waiving the requirements on is the tugboats. So as of now, in order for the cruise lines to get into both Mazatlan and Ensenada, you have to come in with a tug, okay. and that just increases the cost for the cruise line. So now they're going to say, well, you know, the ships, um, you know, have such, you know, they have the, the ability to essentially turn on a dime. They've got the, you know, the, the, the technology on board the ship, but they don't need the tugs. It was an ancillary, uh, unnecessary cost. So Mexico thought, hey, you know, maybe this is a way to get the, you know, more cruise ships to, you know, come and visit these ports because apparently, I guess, these were the only two ports requiring it. Uh, now, here's the bigger question, guys, which, of course, you know, you know, we're always thinking. If the cruise lines are saving money by, by you know, when they visit these ports, will the cruise passengers uh, reap some benefit 
some savings out of out of that. Well, hey, they're they're just did they just waive these requirements because everyone was getting the heck out of these two uh, these two ports because of the crime and stuff? Are they trying to lure ships back in? Well, they're trying to lure them back in or try to maintain what they have. But what they're trying to do is be more business friendly. And in those two ports specifically, they were requiring the, the tugs, which was essentially adding unnecessary costs because the ships don't need it anymore. Royal Caribbean's following suit, uh, basically jumping on the bandwagon, I guess you could say, with behind-the-scenes tours. Uh, is there a price on this yet? Yeah, it's, uh, the tour is $150. And it's, uh, you know, it's amazing that, you know, before they told you, well, we don't give passengers tours of the bridge and the engine room and the kitchen because of insurance reasons. Well, wow, all of a sudden now we can do it. So the $150 cost will get you a three-and-a-half-hour tour. And that, of course, follows uh, Carnival and actually Princess, which started this two years ago. All right. From Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, Mr. Stewart, you're on the cruise guy. Let me tell you, the place is packed. It was just, you know, it was just one of those days. It wasn't, it wasn't excruciatingly hot, yeah. but the rides were full. But I'm telling you, they're coming. Get those, uh, definitely get those uh, express passes. It will make a huge difference. <laughs> Do you hear that? That's the sound of our Universal Studios comps being mailed to us. As always, <laughs> thank you, my man. My pleasure, guys. Talk to you. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Better send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah, Cruise One. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising to Alaska from Juneau this summer, check to see if you'll be in town on one of the first Fridays of the month, which would be August 5th or September 2nd. That's when a dozen of Juno's galleries, shops, and museums open their doors and feature local artwork during receptions and special events, many of which offer free admission. The first Fridays are organized by Juno's Arts and Humanities Council, which also hosts concerts in the park on various dates throughout the summer, as well as Sunday markets from noon to 3 throughout August 21st. Get the whole schedule at jahc.org. The president and CEO of American Cruise Lines joins us now. Charles Robertson, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Mr. Robertson, if you could give us a little info on American Cruise Lines. Well, American Cruise Lines operates six small ships, has two under construction on both the East Coast and the West Coast. And next year we'll be uh, uh, starting on the Mississippi River with the Queen of the Mississippi, a new boat that uh, American Cruise Lines has under construction now. Tell us a little bit about your older ships and their itineraries. Well, the oldest one is still fairly new, built in 2002. Mm -hmm. Almost all of our cruises are seven nights. There's a few 10 nights and a few 14 nights, but the vast majority of them are seven nights. And right now they're all operating on the East Coast on similar itineraries in New England and Chesapeake Bay, except for the Queen of the West, which is operating on the Columbian Snake River out of Portland, Oregon. 
Can you give us an idea of what passengers can expect when they, you know, when they choose American Cruise Lines? What kind of experience can they expect? Well, the ships are small. They're 100 to 150 passengers. Um, the staterooms are very large. If they've traveled on ships before, they'll be surprised at the size of the staterooms. Mm-hmm. It's very intimate service because it's a, it's, a, it's a much smaller group, like I say, 100 to 150 passengers. So there's a, a lot of personal service. Um, it's, it's somewhat of an educational or cultural experience. We have a lot of historians on board in addition to entertainment. Um, we have guest lectures on the environment and economy and investing and cooking, all that kind of thing. And um, um, it's a, the, we typically spend a day and a night in port. We generally get into each port about lunchtime and stay there the entire afternoon and evening and then leave very early in the morning to go on to the next port the next day. So we spend more time in port than most of the large ships do as well. Gotcha. And what, uh, if any, in the way of entertainment do you all offer? We have um, uh, small bands, three or four-piece ensembles. We have harp players. Uh, we have, once in a while, we have um, a barbershop quartet or a fife and drum corps, that kind of thing. You mentioned you spend a lot of time in ports. So are there any onboard activities? There's a lot, both on board the ship when it's underway and in port, of course, we, we schedule all kinds of shore excursions to various attractions and so on. I'm more Some people choose to stay on board and not do all of the tours, but either way is, is fine with us. So we have activities on board for the folks who, uh, who choose to stay on board, but most people go on the tours. Certainly your uh, chef and your, your, your cuisine is amazing, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about the food? Well, the food is, it takes a lot of effort. We put a lot of effort and a lot of uh, time and, and, and money into it. Our chefs are mostly uh, graduates of the Culinary Institute of America um, or other, other well-known uh, culinary institutes. Um, we, we have on board, we have five chefs um, in the galley, and uh, they prepare meals for most all of the passengers eat on board. It's fairly rare that they go ashore for dinner. The food's really really is superb on board the boat. The menus are great, the selection is great, and a lot of effort goes into the preparation of the meals. Are the excursions included in the price of the cruise? It depends on the itinerary. Some of them are in Alaska. Um, they're all included on the other itinerary. Some are included, and then there's some that are not. Well, very nice to talk to you. Uh, CEO of American Cruise Lines, Mr. Charles Robertson, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Okay, well, thank you. If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the premium content icon. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good Summer, of course, is a big time to travel or cruise, and many drive to their cruise ports. So we offer nine thrifty travel tips to save some money on your next vacation. With us is consumer savings expert. She's worked with the Today Show and NBC and ABC News. She is Andrea Warrock. Welcome to Cruise Radio, and I hope I said your name correctly. Did he 
yes. Thanks for having me on. Let's jump right uh, into them there. Uh, number one, discover off-peak destinations. Please elaborate. Obviously, summer is a very busy travel season, and so you can expect regular peak prices. But if you travel during the week, you might be able to get cheaper airfare, cheaper hotels, cheaper tickets to museums or special attraction, attractions or theme parks. But also consider destinations that may be, consider, may be experiencing their off-season. So, for example, there are some Caribbean islands that are more heavily visited during the winter months because they're hotter in the summer, but still an amazing place to visit, and you may be able to get cheaper rates. Number two, shop at auctions. Right, and so a lot of people don't know that you can actually uh, buy a vacation on an auction bidding-type site. So there's a website called LuxuryLink.com which helps you find accommodation, spa, meal vouchers, all different types of things that go into your vacation, and you bid on them. So it could be an all-inclusive vacation package, a luxury destination, and it works like eBay where you place your bids, and then when the auction ends, you become the winner, and you get it for a great discount, sometimes up to 60% off. And if you're with a group, you say here, number three, go back to campus. A lot of people don't know that uh, you could stay at college campuses. They rent out dorm rooms over the summer when they're empty. Huh. So look at the college. If you're going to a destination, research the different universities that are in that area. Give them a call or log on to their website and see what types of opportunities they have. And they're usually pretty cheap. And it's a great option for a large group traveling for an extended period of time. This uh, next one seems like it might be kind of obvious, but uh, please explain. Uh, number four, use discount gift cards. So there are when, when people receive gift cards as gifts, many times you might get a gift card for a store or a maybe a, a travel company that you don't necessarily want, and then you, you could sell it online for a lower fee for return for cash. And now these companies then resell them to people for a discount. And you can go to a website like giftcardgranny.com to find discounted gift cards on a variety of travel needs, whether it's hotel like Marriott Hotels or airfare, maybe it's American Airlines, as well, car rentals or restaurants. Consider when, where you're traveling to a destination, look for discount gift cards for restaurants in that area or maybe movie tickets if you plan to go to the movies and, and take that with you before you uh, head out. This next one obviously makes a lot of sense. Make your own food. Right. And, uh, I mean, there's nothing like trying new restaurants when you're traveling. But if you're going for a week and you are on a budget, you, there are places where you might have to cut back. Now, go out to a couple of nice restaurants, but try to make your own food during the day. Pack lunch for days out on the city um, or rent out a hotel that is a mini kitchenette and go to the local farmer's market and cook with your family in the hotel and enjoy a movie. It's still relaxing. You still get that family time, but you're saving a bundle so take that into consideration yeah and, and even if you're not staying at that hotel just feel free to crash their free breakfast buffet anyway <laughs> don't tell them uh, we told them that tip but why not <laughs> wink wink uh number six enjoy membership perks yeah, think about, are you a AAA member? Uh, do you have credit card perks? Before you head out on a trip, look at what your credit card offers. Many times they offer insurance, whether it's on uh, your airfare for airfare air cancellations. Maybe it's luggage insurance or car rental insurance because you don't want to double up. And you want to know how that credit card is going to protect you, what kind of coverage it offers, and it could end up saving you a lot of money. And then also you might be able to redeem those credit card points that you've built up over the past year 
easier to save on a car rental or for a restaurant or to get a get, uh, to get a gift card for your trip. So take that all into consideration when you're booking your trip. Uh, this next one, number seven, sounds like there might be a lot of extra work involved. <laughs> uh, giving back to get away. Well, if you go to a website like volunteerguide.org, you can find lots of opportunities to travel the world in uh, these give-back type of getaways. And they're so popular. People really want to help out while they travel. And they offer really great rates. They build your entire package for you and include the accommodation, um, the food, the meals. And then you also get to participate in lots of different activities and really interact with those cultures with the people and and learn how they live their life and it's a really unique way to see the world so it it might be something for you very good and uh number eight here find secret savings so the internet offers so many ways for us to save on travel we all know those popular travelocity expedia orbits discount sites where you can really compare prices to find the best rates and they, they offer lots of different perks. Travelocity has a program called Top Secret Hotel. So you give them the information of where you're traveling to, let's say the city name, the star rating of the hotel that you anticipate uh, booking, and the price range that you can book. And then they'll present a bunch of hotels that meet that criteria but but are at a big discount. However, you just don't know the, the specific hotel. And then you can select, the, like if it's a four-star, and you can look at the consumer reviews for that hotel. And then you book it, and after you book it, they reveal the hotel name. But you can find luxury hotels at half off the cost. And so it's a really smart way to book a exceptional hotel at a low fee. All right. And lastly, like a woman is with shoes, I am with apps. I I am an app whore. And you have here listed travel with apps. Yeah, you don't want to leave home. If you have a smartphone, you're in luck because there's they say there's an app for everything these days. And there truly is. It's really incredible. But there are so many apps that are designed to save you money and designed to save you money on travel specifically. So one app that I absolutely love, it's for anyone who's hopping on a road trip, get a weekend getaway, Gas Buddy, and there's also Cheap Gas. These apps help you find the cheapest gas based on your location. So it uses a GPS to find where you are and then list the gas stations per price around your area so you know where it's cheap, the cheapest to fill up. Then there's another app called Meal Ticket, which helps you track down coupons and reviews for nearby restaurants. Groupon has an app, and they actually just partnered up with Expedia to help you find the best deals for travel. Um, and so check out the app store on iTunes to find out what other kind of apps they have to really make your travel experience memorable, but as inexpensive as possible. All very, very sound advice. Consumer savings expert, Andrea Warrock, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me on. And that was good advice, good advice. Good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio listener Christine Lacombe from Montreal recently sailed aboard Holland America's Mazdam, which was in dry dock not too long ago and made some changes. Christine, welcome to Cruise Radio. First of all, tell us what you liked about the Mazdam's facelift as well. 
I love the new area, which is called Mix. They've got a martini bar and a champagne bar and a uh, beer thing happening. Right. Love the beer thing. And it was really slick. I thought that was that was lovely. Spent yeah. a lot of time at the martini bar, I must say. You're there now, aren't you, Christine? <laughs> uh, very good. Well, how would you describe the overall look of the ship? Clean. Modern. Yeah. Comfortable, but uh, upscale. Right. I guess it would be my interpretation of, of the public areas. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about the rooms. All right. We had booked an interior stateroom. I thought we would economize on that. Then we were offered an upgrade by Holland America before we sailed uh, at a fraction of the cost of the normal outside cabin. And so we took advantage of that. Mind you, it was on deck six, so it was the promenade deck. So you do have your walkers and joggers and stuff going by your window. And and so you probably end up with... uh, curtains <laughs> pulled anyway unless you're an exhibitionist which uh... unless yes which i'm not oh, that's a shame. you know but i mean there was plenty of room for two nights of formal wear kind of a tiny bathtub but there was a bathtub huh, okay. which we would not have gotten had we taken the interior room we would have just had the shower right next time i go i would go I think the Lanai stateroom, just because it seems kind of cool to be able to open your the doors of your stateroom onto the deck. 29 new Lanai staterooms were added and, uh, and 16 staterooms across veranda suite outside and inside categories were, were uh, converted into spa staterooms. But, really? Uh, okay, but, um, okay. How about the food? Before I left, because I have been on Volendam and knew that the Pinnacle Grill was really par excellence, we chose to pre-book three nights in the Pinnacle Grill. And I think that, you know, for your listeners, anybody that, that really enjoys fine dining, it's well worth the small supplement that Holland America charge to eat in the Pinnacle Grill. And so we were there, you know, three nights out of out of the seven. Uh, I wanted to experience the last night in the in the dining room when the servers and whatnot put on a show and you know that kind of thing. That's fun. All right, very good, Christine Lacombe of Montreal. Thanks for talking to us about the Mazdam. And next time you cruise, feel free to email comments at cruiseradio.net. Each week, we like to try and save you some cash, courtesy of CruiseOne.com. Some crazy carnival deals right now. Listen to these numbers. Starting on the West Coast, out of Seattle, from $88 a day. Long Beach, from $52 a day. Or sail out of San Diego, from $62 a day. Want to cruise out of Galveston, oh Galveston. Yeah. $59 a day there. New Orleans, $44 a day. Mobile, $48 a day. Moving up north, out of New York, from $63 a day. Baltimore from $57 a day. Norfolk from $88 a day. Jump on Carnival Fantasy from $49 a day. Carnival Fascination from $40 a day in Jacksonville. We're in Port Canaveral Carnival Sensation for $38 a day. Sail out of Tampa from $48 a day. 
Port Everglades from $52 a day or Miami from just $43 a day. Take advantage of these awesome deals from Carnival right now. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Cruise One logo. All right, that's going to do it for us. Coming up next week, we'll talk to the hotel director and Camp Carnival youth director aboard the Carnival Destiny. And as always, we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. Find out more on our website. Also, I put some new videos on our Facebook page, a behind-the-scenes tour of the Oasis of the Seas. Also, um, updated videos for Carnival Cruise Line's new smoking policy. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer!